Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres from the Diocese of Charlotte and Gordon Mott from the Diocese of Columbus. Let us begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the gift of media, especially St. Gabriel Radio, AM820. We ask that you always keep our minds, our hearts, and our lips directed towards holy things as we pray in the words Christ taught us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great. Today I would like to talk about baptism, uh, not because I'm looking to be baptized. Uh, in fact, I was <laughs> baptized a long time ago. There's picture evidence, and that's what has baptism on my mind today. I came across an old picture um, from October 13th, 1991, of my <laughs> baptism. So the certificates have photo evidence now. Nice. Um, yeah, these pictures, <laughs> I'd never seen them before. It was actually... Really? Where'd uh, you come across them? Well, they were cleaning out my grandmother's uh, house. She passed away a mm. while back. And uh, they were going through old pictures, and they found the pictures from my baptism. Oh, wow. My own mother had no copies. Really? So this is pretty good. <laughs> this is a great step forward for mankind. Get them framed. Get them framed. Yeah. Make many copies. I'm not sure my formators believe I was baptized. <laughs> um, anyways, so with baptism, I just I feel like in our church today, uh, maybe the emphasis has been taken off of um, the necessity of baptism, the importance of baptism, uh, maybe what exactly baptism is and what it does in the life of the Christian. Uh, so I would like to touch on a few of those points uh, today. First, just to stress the importance of baptism and, and what it means in our lives, uh, I, I call your mind to January 2016. Pope Francis urged Christians to remember or find out the day of their baptisms, mm. right? Most of us don't remember them. Uh, I, like I said, October 13, uh, 1991, I was a whopping month and a half old. <laughs> so I can't say I recall that baptism, uh, but, but to know the date, Pope Francis, is important. Yeah. It's significant in our lives, as significant as our birthday, uh, because it's the day that we were born again uh, as sons and daughters of God the Father. Uh, so he stresses us to know the date, celebrate that day, mm -hmm. you know, to mark it as, as a little feast in our lives. So, yeah, Pope Francis says yeah. it's important. I I, I believe mine is May, either May, May 5th or May 7th, 1988. Um, one of those, if it's not one, that one would be my communion date. I get those mixed up. Oh, so. yeah, that could be pretty close. Yeah, so uh, unfortunate, unfortunately, I'm not really following the Pope's uh, uh, promulgation there, but uh, he says you should. There. Yeah, he says you should ask your parents, your grandparents, or if necessary, call the parish. Yeah, yeah. Or just look at your seminary application because <laughs> you did have to. <laughs> yes, you exactly. did have to include it. <laughs> yes. What think, about yeah? Yeah. 
Gordon, do you know the date of your baptism? I celebrate my baptism every day, which is my way of saying I don't remember right now. So. Oh. Well, it is true. We celebrate it every day. Yeah. Recommitment uh, to the Christian life, growing in holiness and virtue. Absolutely. But Pope Francis says to find out the real date. So moving <laughs> on, um, we've all been in seminary formation for a while. And, and even before that, um, we have experienced life in the church Baptism is an important life, Mm -hmm. uh, part of life in the church. And um, there's something about baptisms and being at baptisms uh, that is very stirring in me. Yeah. Um, Especially the more I learn about the sacrament, uh, the more I learn about what it does, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's not just some kind of a initiation process. You know, we don't dress, dress these little babies up. Uh, in five-foot-long white gowns <laughs> and sprinkle some water on their face so that they can be a part of the club. But, yeah. you know, what's actually happening mm-hmm. um, in that? And it's it's very profound to me. It is, yeah. And I think it's very, I mean, it's beautiful, too. And I think as seminarians, especially as priests, it's going to be one of those moments in our lives that we're just going to really savor because mm-hmm. um, it's so much joy, especially yeah. um, infant baptisms. I was um, uh, fortunate enough to be, I'm the god godfather for my niece, who was just baptized this past summer. Um, and doing that as a seminarian, too, um, just seeing the joy in my brother's, mm-hmm. um, you know, my brother and his and his wife, uh, they're two little kids, everyone was gathering together. Um, it was just such a happy, joyous time. Um, it, it's it's a beautiful rite. It's a beautiful rite. Yeah, so. yeah and so infant baptism, that's uh, kind of the norm in the church. Yeah. That's the way uh, things normally go down, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, but it's definitely not the only mode of baptism in the church or the only age of baptism Mm -hmm. we also have adult baptisms or baptisms of young children right yeah um gordon i think you're a little more familiar with rcia than most of than i am for sure um what are some of your experiences maybe with adult baptism uh well i when i came into the church i had already been baptized um in a uh a little church down in uh ross which is about an hour and a half from here i think um as an infant, so I don't remember my baptism, <laughs> but thankfully, uh, I, I, I can write volumes about the day that I was brought into the church, though. But, mm-hmm. um, but no, and I, I've been um, involved when uh, adults were baptized and brought into the church. And yeah, that was, I mean, this, this idea um, of, you know, spiritual adoption, it really, you know, it, it it's kind of like a, this thing that kind of floats outside of our mind and we don't really tend to internalize an awful lot. Um, but, you know, to, to see these people with this direct experience um, of right then and there when, you know, getting baptized and Jesus Christ claimed them as his and they will never be anybody else's ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to, to watch that hit them. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, I would encourage anybody if they haven't been part of the, uh, RCA rights, uh, or a company to convert, um, you should totally do that. You owe yourself the favor. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right to, to become more integrated in the parish life um, yeah. through RCA is a great experience. I witnessed this past Easter vigil, a lady who was raised as a Buddhist. Hmm. Um, she married a Catholic and then raised her son as a Catholic, but she herself remained a, a Buddhist. And then this past Easter vigil, her son is now a junior in high school. Uh, she was baptized, hmm. 
and I was standing next to Father as, as he poured the water over her head. And when she came up from the font, her face was glowing. Hmm. And after Mass, just the embrace between her and her husband, and, and now the shared common faith that they had. Yeah. Um, That's and, beautiful. And the remission of all her sins. Mm-hmm. It was, she, I hope no one from Port Lavaca is listening. She was one of my favorite people in town. <laughs> um, just the process of RCIA with her. Yeah. And then uh, how she reacted to this outpouring of God's grace, the life of, of God living in her after that. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason why she stuck out to me was because she got it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misunderstandings that surround baptism, yeah. both infant and adult baptisms. Um, and I, just a few of those misunderstandings, like I already mentioned, it's simply an initiation rite, or it's a, a social norm that we do, right? Mm-hmm. It's a way of bringing our kids into society, um, or it's just something that Catholics do in general. Like right. we sprinkle water on babies and dress them up mm-hmm. like the infant of Prague. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't, are there any other misunderstandings that... Yeah, I think one that um, I've always gotten, been a little frustrated with is, and like I mentioned earlier, it is a time for celebration and joy. Um, you know, the, the little babies dress up in white, you know, and it's um, everyone's smiling, great reception afterwards. <laughs> um, but we do, I think, tend to forget um, the element of death. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Water is not just cleansing, but it's it's almost you're you're killing your old self, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this um, idea of drowning, mm-hmm. um, and so um, that element of um, the, the even like the imagery of the flood mm-hmm. um, to purge away the old to make way for the new. Um, I think baptism has this element of um, gravi- gravitas. Um, that um, sometimes we like to look over because that it's very translates intense. to gravity. Gravity, gravity in <laughs> English. Seriousness. <laughs> um, the gravitas of baptism. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's a, a very, um, it's it's a very uh, we take it very seriously, um, mm-hmm. and I think um, rightly so. I think that the death to sin, being mm-hmm. born again, um, this is not just like you said, it's not just an initiation right or societal mm-hmm. norm. Um, this is something that's serious that we were born in sin. Um, and to be baptized is to be released from that. And yeah, so, yeah. The without a doubt, cleansing of original sin, uh, death to the things of these of this world. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Seminarian Show on Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM eight twenty. You can hear this show every Tuesday at noon and Sunday at one p.m. and in the audio archives at SaintGabrielRadio.com. I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres of Charlotte, North Carolina, and Gordon Mott, your hometown boy from Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) Okay, going back to baptism. We were just talking about this whole concept of of dying, the death that's represented in baptism, also that we hear so much uh, from St. Paul Mm -hmm. and his epistles, right? That you have died with Christ and risen with him to new life. Um, At baptism... One of the big misunderstandings, and I think it's because it's not so much a misunderstanding anymore, as it's an unbelief in original sin. Hmm. And that that bleeds into our Catholic faith with infant baptism. Yeah. People aren't bringing their babies to be baptized because they don't believe they have original sin. Right, right. You on board? I am. Like, what did this little baby do? You know, yeah. but, but that's the, yeah, we're all fallen. Yeah. So. Like, it's so true. Your baby did not commit a sin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but by being human... 
mm-hmm. uh, that baby shares in that original sin, that fall from grace yeah. committed by Adam and Eve. Yep. Um, and it is so important. But there's a lot more, as you mentioned earlier, that happens at baptism uh, than just washing clean of original sin. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes us sons and daughters of God, as I mentioned also uh, earlier. And it it begins, not only do we die, but we begin a new life. Yeah. Uh, life in Christ. Um, so, yeah. And I think that that's part of um, the struggle of um, infant baptism that a lot of our um, Protestant brothers and sisters, um, you know, they struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, is I think that it's a misunderstanding of baptism in the sense that um, they think that they have to claim it as their own. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we understand it more of a gift. Um, and so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's part of it. It's. Um, it's um, being baptized in Christ is a gift, um, and I like that. I like that imagery of um, a father and a son gifting the faith to their to their child. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily like this um, coming of age um, uh, action mm-hmm. that the, I think our Protestant brothers and sisters tend to look at it as. So making it more personal, right? More, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Less of the communal aspect. Yeah, yeah. More of the personal. Yeah, there. I mean, there are many objections uh, to the Catholic pra- practice of baptism, yeah, but, yeah. and that's why the Council of Trent, uh, back in fifteen forty whatever, mm-hmm. no, fifteen seventeen, no, that was Protestant Reformation. Yeah. Council of Trent, not too long after that, um, but they addressed right the the original sin. What is original sin? Mm-hmm. Um, that it is there. That it's a reality. Yeah. Um, other objections to Catholic baptism is that we, you know, we've gone to just some pouring of the water. On the head, yeah, three yeah. times pouring the water versus uh, submerging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, have y'all encountered other objections, perhaps? Or yeah, I think. Well, I think like the the biggest one that I've mentioned. I've had. I have a uh, a Protestant cousin who says, "Yeah, we're you know we're not baptizing our our um, children until they can make that choice on their own." Wow. Um, and so again, it goes back to that handing on of faith mm-hmm. um, that they don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, even scripturally, if you want to get into apologetics, we see um, was it Saint Paul baptizing whole, whole households? Yeah. Um, and you know, so the assumption there is that like nobody was held back. Um, mm-hmm. If if whole households were being baptized, and that you know, I would think that that would imply their children and infants there too. Um, and so that that's kind of the main issue I think with um baptism as the way Catholics do it is that whole infant infant baptism thing. So that's yeah, a big part. Um I think something that's important to mention also, maybe that we haven't uh said yet, is you know, when Gordon touched on it um but didn't go uh highlight it, is that he came into the church already baptized. Mm-hmm. There's one baptism. One faith, one yeah. baptism in Jesus Christ. And that's why baptized adults, you know, whether they were baptized in the Lutheran Church, Baptist Church, Methodist, you name it, um, if they were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, um, as Christ mandated in that beautiful Gospel of Matthew, mm-hmm. they're baptized. Right. There's no, re- there's no re-baptizing. Yeah. 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 Well, but I mean, we also need to be clear about that, right? Because, like, it has to be... In the words that Jesus Christ, yeah, you know, said, yeah, yeah. if it's just in the, I baptize you in the name of the Father, that's not baptism because it's, it, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's not what Jesus said, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, same thing is there was a, a big thing for a long time in the the seventies. You know, I baptize you in the name of the Creator and the Redeemer and the One yeah. who makes holy. And it's like oh, that's that's yeah. no go either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
and I love I love the um, the imagery that the church uses. I mean, you know, it's a sacrament because it it, it it's a sign, right? There's a um, all sacraments have matter and form, mm-hmm. and and that imagery of water, um, you know, the tradition of handing on a candle, you know, the the the, the oil that's used, um, all these things are you know very earthy. Um, and they they point us to the spiritual reality that's happening. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, you know, the, just the, that's that's very Catholic in a sense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's the circle of life right there. You know, displayed in the liturgy. You know, when uh, when you're baptized, mm-hmm. you're given a candle. You're clothed with a white garment. Yeah. Right? Uh. You know, you are baptized with water. You're anointed with oil. Yeah. Uh. You know, when the the altar is brought into the church, it's you know. Clothed with a white garment and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, blessed with water and anointed with yeah. oil. And when you die, the church will greet you at the door, give you a, uh, a white garment. Yeah. Uh, and escort you to the altar and then, you know, bless you with water. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's, everything is pointing toward, you know, what's we hope to be our eternal reward mm-hmm. in heaven with the Father. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That whole concept of entering into a new life. And that this then becomes a norm for us. Baptism is the gateway to all the other sacraments, as Jonathan so correctly pointed out before we started <laughs> yeah. the show. Um, and that's important, right? That mm-hmm. we enter into this Christian life that is not, oh, we've got the we've got to get our kid baptized because he receives first communion next year. You know, right, his yeah. class will receive first communion next mm-hmm. year. Like, no, there's this. There are norms. Yeah. Um, and and it's not necessarily bad or wrong, yeah. Um, that things don't go the normal way, but they're preferable, right? Right, right. It makes life a little easier, um, you know, to to have your infant baptized, to be teaching them the faith from the very beginning, right? To grow up with this and to become a ingrained habit in their yeah. life, absolutely. So that not everything is an exception, yeah. You know, um, I think is really important um, that there's consistency um, amongst siblings, you know, Um, there's consistency amongst cousins and the community as a whole, the the boys and girls are going to school with. Right. Well, and and I'll say that that's one thing that makes me a little bit sad is, um, so I'm from St. Agnes here in town and we've got a a large uh, migrant population and a lot of them put off the baptism of their children because they feel like you can't get your kid baptized if you can't afford a party afterwards. Yeah. Listen, the baptism is the party. Right. You know? yeah. The uh, um, Do not, please, don't put off getting your kids baptized. Yeah. Bring them to church and, you know, let's just welcome into the embrace of the Father. And yeah. we, we don't care about the fancy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, uh, eternal life promise through baptism is, uh, <laughs> is a lot more important than the big luncheon afterwards. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think there's... um. There's a lot of uh, misunderstanding too about like what baptism does. Is that, does that mean that like if I die, I go straight to heaven? Is there, um, you know, what am I subject to still while living? You know, yeah. uh, is it easier to not sin now that I'm baptized? Um, those are a lot of I think you know important questions. Um, and sometimes it's easy, you know, it's it's easy to doubt like it, do I have grace or not? You know, yeah. and, and what's going on in my soul? Um, but the church does li- li- um, lay out um, what exactly happens when you're baptized, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have concupiscence, you know? Yeah, um, that stain. The stain of original sin is still there. So it's not like we become superhuman. Yeah. Um, we're giving can, the divine life in us, but, you know, we're still attracted to that sin. So, uh, yeah, know. concupiscence, that tendency that towards ten- yeah. sin. Um, Which the is not attractiveness. A sin itself. No. But, yeah, exactly. Big it's misunderstanding. Attract- yeah. But it's what makes sinning kind of attractive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
this um, selfishness or greediness, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, really, I think, important to to slow down and, and look at is what does happen when you're baptized, you enter into a covenant relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, he promises you eternal life. Yeah. But he also asks then that you live the life of a Christian. Right. And his responsibility in that. And yeah. so maybe that's where the understanding for Protestants um, come in a little bit. It's like, I don't want to place on them this responsibility. Um, maybe, you know, I, yeah. Perhaps. Um, that's just me kind of just toying with it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, yeah, so what? They have responsibility. It's responsibility for, you know, the greatest gift that God is offering you is eternal life. Like, yeah. put that on your shoulders, you know? Yeah. Uh, what is our life without responsibility and meaning? <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, I don't know if that's the best argument, but I could, I could see it from their perspective how, you know, that would be, maybe they would be hesitant to just place that on an infant, perhaps. So, Yeah, I mean, it is a, a serious deal, I think, to be in covenant relationship with the Lord. Yeah, it's um, asking a lot. But what greater gift? Can parents give their children than the gift of faith? Yeah, nothing. Absolutely. I mean, that's even more important than going to the doctor, right? Yeah. People always say, how long does seminary take? Seven years. Seven years? You could be a doctor. Yeah. Listen, (laughs) I I am more important than a doctor. (laughs) These bodies will die and be buried. Yeah, but I'm taking care of your soul. soul, (laughs) I mean, yeah, the body's going to rise from the dead, but that's a glorified body. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Like, it'll be fine. What I'm doing is yeah. a lot more important. I should get a pay raise. <laughs> <laughs> you yes, know, and, exactly. And so, but, but that's all a good to point analogy. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good analogy. I think, um, you know, they say, oh, uh, what kind of responsibility are we placing on the, you know, on the child if we baptize them? It's like, well, you know, as, as an adult, they're going to be expected to take care of their bodies physically, right? Mm-hmm. You know, keep up with it, eat well. And mm-hmm. there's all these responsibilities that, you know, you're going to enforce as a parent on the children. Yeah. Why not give them the the deepest responsibility yeah. to care for their souls. Yeah. So, yeah, and absolutely. That's, that's one of the beautiful parts of the rite of baptism. The instructions are very specific that it is the role of the father and mother accompanied by Godparents to present the child to the church for baptism. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's always one of the most awkward parts of the <laughs> rite when, when the priest or deacon says, and what do you ask for your child? Yeah. Well, <laughs> We're here at the baptism. Hint, hint, <laughs> yeah, you know. communion, right? Go, oh, oh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. eternal life. Well, that'd be a good answer. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I do like that um, idea of the parents saying, we ask baptism of this child. It's that handing on mm-hmm. of the faith, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no faith without it being handed on by someone else. And it's so. kind of selfish to not hand it on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it I think that will stifle communion and that, that image of communion. Well, and that's, that's exactly right. Like, I mean, as a parent, you make lots of decisions on your kid's behalf anyways. Yeah. You decide that they're mm-hmm. going to eat three meals a day. Exactly. Whether they want to or not, right? Mm-hmm. You decide that they're going to eat uh, smashed carrots whether they want to or not. You know, why are you going to make them eat smashed carrots? Because it's good for them and you need it to be able to grow and be strong and a productive human being and hopefully mm-hmm. a decent adult. The... Uh, so why would I get my kid baptized? Same reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're giving them what they need in yeah, exactly. order to grow and mature and be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. And so touching briefly on why do we baptize? Why do we get baptized? Why do we take infants to be baptized? Um, Jesus said to. Yeah, that's a good reason. <laughs> because Jesus is the best. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and we see baptism frequently in the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus himself was baptized. Yeah. 
Um, but with a different baptism, right? John the Baptist baptized uh, with water, with but water, I, but I baptize yeah. you with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Um, then we also hear Jesus tell the apostles, go out and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. And that's where we get our formula. That's from, where our so. formula comes from. Yep. Uh, St. Paul writes about uh, people being baptized. Mm-hmm. Acts of the Apostles talks about people being baptized. Yeah. Uh, we hear the story of the eunuch who is trying to understand the scriptures, right? Uh, desired baptism. Yeah. Uh, so all of this, um, baptize is not some, baptize, baptism <laughs> is not something arbitrary mm-hmm. um, in the life of the Christian, but is necessary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's not just a sign. There's actually a change that's happening in the soul. Yes. You know, so we, you know, the church uses signs, um, water, um, but it's not just that symbol. It's it's a symbol to 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 communicate the reality of what's going on. So, yeah, yeah. That's um, and very soon the three of us will be ministers, ordinary ministers of baptism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that to be entrusted uh, with this great gift, this sacrament, uh, this encounter between Christ and His Church, mm-hmm. um, is worth our meditation and our prayer um, absolutely because it's a daunting while it seems very simple to flip through the pages of the book and pray the prayers yeah to intend it right say the black and do the red yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) Um, yep it's all about this knowing what we're doing yeah um, and then teaching those who are coming to the sacrament right what's going on exactly any last thoughts on baptism no, I think that that covers it. Uh, you expressed everything I needed to say. So, <laughs> yeah. If you aren't baptized, come home. Yeah, get <laughs> we'll baptized. get you baptized. Yep. Great. Thanks for joining us for today's seminarian show. You can hear this show every Tuesday at noon and Sunday at one p.m. and in the audio archives at SaintGabrielRadio.com. Let us pray, dear God. We thank you for the gift of baptism. Uh, your gift of entering into a covenant with you uh, where you make us your adopted sons and daughters. May we always feel your loving presence in our lives, and may we always faithfully serve you and come back to your tribunal of grace when we need it. And we pray together that Mary help keep us on the path. Together, hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of The Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni, Sancti.